Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. <laughs> Good morning. It is the WIP Morning Show. John Ritchie, James Seltzer in for Joe DeCamera. As, uh, it is our pleasure now. We'll be back to the phones in a minute. But uh, as we do a couple Wednesdays a month, every month, we get the opportunity to talk to the Phillies manager, Rob Thompson. What a... Uh, what a thrilling day to have Rob on today coming off just a uh, another thrilling night down at Citizens Bank Park. Good morning, Rob. How are you, sir? Good morning, everybody. I'm doing great. Yeah, it was very exciting last night. It really was. Yeah, and what Rob, what is it about this team and this group of guys that that it seems like they they always fight back even if they don't get there. We saw that the Nationals games they they you know you lose by one run each of those but you fight back in the ninth inning. It seems like this team is never out of a baseball game. Like what is that? What is it about this group? It's just the character of the group. I think you know they they just keep fighting. They keep grinding at bats and, and uh, they don't they hate to lose. Um, and they you know it's. It's, I've said it many times. It's a very resilient club. We were that way that last year, and and the same this year. They they never give up. Are they more dramatic than most teams you've been around? <laughs> like a, a flair for it. Flair for the dramatic, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're doing it on purpose. Because really <laughs> yeah. if they are, they're going to give me a heart attack. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a great group to be around. Like I said, they they really support each other and they care about each other and they they just keep fighting. Right. So uh, last night, Taiwan started slowly again. Uh, why does Taiwan tend to start so slowly? And really, I guess all of our pitchers as of late. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first inning has been nightmarish. And what are you trying to do to fix this? And why does it seem to happen? Well, I think it's just it's just a little bit of a uh, spurt we're going through here, you know, we, it, it really started with wheels in the little league game. And then, and then Knowles gave up a run, the, uh, the first thing of his start and then Taiwan last night, but they, they all settled in and, and pitched well and, and gave us a chance to win. So, uh, that's what you're looking for. You know, I'd like to get out of the first inning, especially at home, uh, without the other team scoring, give us a chance to get on the board quick. So, but that's the way it is, but, and we just keep fighting. Uh, speaking of Nola, you mentioned him in that answer, and we saw a really nice outing from him. Uh, you know, to start this yeah. series in a big spot. You know, struggles early, but then really uh, pulled together and gave you seven strong. Um, you know, obviously a uh, uh, up and down, a lot of down for Aaron this season, and was coming off a streak of what three or four straight starts, not getting out of the fifth. Um, did you see something in this most recent start that that could potentially be something that he can? You know, carry forward. What, what what hope is there that Nola is turning this around for for the stretch run? Well, I, I think 
you know, Noel's tends to be try to be too fine at times. He's got great command, and when he tries to be too fine, you know, he he loses only gets behind the count. Um, then he gets into fastball counts. But I, I think uh, you know he was he was pounding the zone the other night and uh, changing speeds even behind in the count, which um, you know that's what he needs to do. And and he's I was really encouraged by his start the other night. And I, you know, I think people forget. You know, this guy's. He's logged more innings than any any of our starters this year. Um, you know, he, he punches out nine and a half guys a game. He doesn't walk anybody. You know, he's given up the home run, and that's been that's been kind of his bugaboo this year. But um, but other than that, he's he's really pitched well. Rob August August Bryce has been awesome. He's been almost like the the playoff version of himself. You know, full power and locked in. What has Bryce done to? elevate his level of play in August? Well, I think it's just his, um, you know, his, his swing. He didn't really have a spring training this year, and, and so he started off a little bit slow, and I think he's found his swing now. He's getting the ball up in the air. He's not he's not smothering the ball like he was early in the year, and, and he's using the entire field. And um, when Bryce does that, because he can hit the ball out of any park, any, any field uh, of any ballpark. So... When he does that, that's when he's at at his best, and that's what he's doing right now. Yeah, we spoke to you a while back about your ideal leadoff hitter. Uh, what needs to take place for Trey Turner to take hold of that leadoff spot? Uh, probably Schwarber to get hurt. Wow. Mm. So, <laughs> so it's just Schwarber is locked Schwarber, in, and that's he, it. He's going to stay there for a while. I mean, Good. this this right. guy's uh, you know he gets on base. He's a threat um, from the you know from the first pitch the game so it kind of gets the other team on their heels a little bit and uh you know obviously the power's there and the other thing that comes into play is the, the back end of our lineup um is really getting on base so then yeah you turn it over to the top and now you got this power guy so you know when you talk about mm-hmm. a leadoff hitter it's really he's leading off really once a game yeah. after that after that he becomes you know just part of the lineup so hmm. um that's that's where I'm at with it, and ever since we put him back in the leadoff spot, we won. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that's the bottom line. That's probably the best argument there is for it. We win games when he's in the leadoff spot. Uh, speaking of winning games, Rob, we're heading obviously uh, last month or last week of August here, September on the horizon, and literally since you got here, I mean, you came here with Gabe at the the two years with Gabe, the Girardi years, and then get your own opportunity uh, to manage the team, but. The entire time, even last year until the very last moments of the season, we've had September struggles. You know, it felt like this team each of those years has entered September in a in a good to great spot. Even the Gabe years in a solid spot coming in in September, and then and then the wheels kind of come off in September. Why is this September going to be different? Um, I think we're just a better club. We got better. You know, we we have better players. This is the best group that. Uh, I've been around, especially since I've been to Philadelphia. But um, yeah, and I, I think we've, you know, we've we've done a pretty good job of resting guys, and and, and so that they're ready for the the stretch run. Uh, I think we've done uh, a pretty good job of of giving our starting pitchers uh, five days rest as much as we can to to make sure that they're rested for the stretch run. So, you know, and, and every team is different. <laughs> you know, we've we've probably turned over, I don't know, 15, 20% of our, of our roster. So uh, those guys weren't here the last four or five years. So mm-hmm. 
Uh, I expect us to to keep winning. I, I really like the, where we're at right now. We're we're starting to swing the bats consistently. Um, our rotation is really good, as you know. We're going to get Ranger back soon, and our bullpen has been fantastic for almost the entire year. So. I really feel good, good, really good about this group. Real quick, as a follow-up there, Ranger, it seems like you're you're pretty confident it shouldn't be a long stay on the IL for him. Yeah, now he threw out to 120 feet last night. Um, Great. I'm not sure when he's going to get out to uh, get up on the mound again, but uh, he's feeling a lot better and he's moving around a lot better. So, and we still really don't know what happened, um, whether it was the turf in Toronto or uh, he did something shagging during batting practice. We're not really sure, but. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's going to be back pretty soon. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Speaking of the injury updates, Christian Pache, very close to, to coming back, you know, with the rehab assignment looking good. Uh, but Rojas has done a really nice job, you know, certainly defensively. I mean, uh, elite, elite defense, and obviously Pache gives you elite defense too. But have you guys, you know, started to discuss what happens there when Pache's back? Yeah, we have. And, and you know, we on September 1st, we get to add an extra player yeah. and an extra pitcher um, for September. So, um you know, that makes it pretty easy, uh, really. But, uh, yeah, we're talking about lineups and, and how we how we utilize these guys because we got three really plus-plus defenders now with Rojas and, and Marsh and Pache when Pache is back. So that, uh, that gives us some really good options at, at the end of games to, to, you know, run balls down. Yeah, I mean, I, Pache and Rojas, literally two of the best defensive outfielders I've ever seen in a Phillies uniform in my lifetime. Uh, Rob, uh, you had a really interesting answer. You were asked about Gabe Kapler uh, prior to the mm-hmm. first game of the series and what you had kind of learned when you were with Gabe, and you talked about analytics and mm-hmm. how you had learned you know, the use of analytics from Gabe, but how important it was to you to have a balance between analytics and a gut feel and, and all that. Can you go a little deeper into that and, and kind of tell us, because I know that's something that comes up. I mean, the word analytics has been said on WIP a million times over the last 10 years with, with anger and fury and all that. Can you give us a little insight into, into how you balance that and how you can kind of use analytics in certain ways and use your gut in other ways? Um, okay, yeah, so I'll give you this example. So um, the numbers may tell you that you need to pinch hit for, say, uh, Johan Rojas in the fifth inning. And so and that, that might be true, but what, did, what does it do to Johan? How does it affect his confidence? that, you know, your manager doesn't believe in you even in the fifth inning. So I take that into account. I take the, the, the feelings of the player, the confidence of the player into account. 
um, sometimes despite the numbers. And uh, I just think that's it's so important to develop players, to, to develop trust, um, to keep them confident. But sometimes you go against the numbers just for the player's sake. Hmm. That, that That's fascinating. And that makes all the sense in the world to me. I'm one of my... Uh... My big things is athletes are humans too. I know we always yeah. think they're they're robots yeah. to go out and play for us, but uh, no, that that's really fascinating. All right, one more for you, Rob, uh, because it's really, really the last three weeks it's become a theme with the team after the ovations for Trey. I know we've talked to you about those ovations and what it meant to the team and the players, but it keeps it keeps coming up and it keeps happening. I mean, last night after the game, Trey said, "You know, it turned my season around for me." In his own words, um, like, can you talk a little bit about? about what a, a crowd can do for a team and the, the like tangible thing that it can do for a team because it, it feels it feels like something that's kind of hard to grab onto. It's like, yeah, we're, we're rooting for you and cheering you, but but what that actually does for you guys and, and for, the, for the team. Yeah, it just, it, it just energizes the players. And I think when, um, when our, our fan base stood up for Trey, um, it not only changed Trey's season, but in some ways it's, changed everybody's season because you know this is a group that it's really tight-knit they care about each other they don't i mean nobody likes to get booed but it's part of the game you got to deal with it but everybody felt for trey because they knew how hard he was working how hard he was trying um and so when that happened and then he broke out i think everybody just sort of loosened up a little bit and last year i talked to a, a friend of mine who was on the coaching staff of one of the clubs that we played in the playoffs. And I talked to him after the world series was over and everything slowed down. And, and um, I was asking him about our crowd and, and the energy in the, in the ballpark. And he said, you know, it was just, it affected our team so much. It was just like four hours of hell when we walked out on that field. And, and that's what it does. It, it not only energizes us, but it, it, it can intimidate yeah. the opposition as well because our our fan base is as you know they are they're more passionate than anybody <laughs> you're damn right anybody rob no that's uh and look it's really cool for us as fans you know i know that that i speak for the fan base when it's like you know that reciprocation you cheer for teams it's very rare that the team tells you how much they love you so uh yeah. just let the whole team know we appreciate them we let, let richie said it before there's a real love affair right now at the phils and uh it's been really exciting to watch so rob thank you so much for taking the time man we really appreciate it Thanks, guys. Have Thank a great you, day. Rob. Awesome. Take care. Awesome stuff. Nice guy, man. Wow. Man, just like a just a, a solid. But I, but I do think, and and we've been doing a lot of, you know, we've done a lot of interviews in our time in the middays and here, and we've done a lot of these manager or team official interviews or player interviews or whatever. If he feels about as honest and open as as a, a team official oh. that I think we've ever spoken to. Am I right about that? I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Like he um, tells you how he sees it. Uh, pretty forthright with everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we asked him, what's it going to take for Trey Turner to lead off? And he said, Kyle Schwarber getting hurt. Getting hurt. <laughs> like, that's it. He just shut that Cut down. To the chase. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he said a lot of things that were really powerful. I mean, he flat out told us, I expect us to keep winning. Yep. Yep. That's okay. Cool. I'll, I'll take that. He literally just told us at the end it wasn't just Trey Turner who sees it turned oh around our whole team season.